Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, and this is a podcast where we talk mostly sports, but hey, we'll talk about whatever else is on our minds. Outdoors, hobbies, movies, all the fun stuff. So sit back, grab a beverage, pull up a chair, and join me in the Man Cave for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Dan Casper here for another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for uh, tuning in to this episode of the podcast, whether you are a uh, first-time listener or returning uh, listener. Appreciate you tuning in. We're going to be kind of, I'm going to try to follow. I know I always try to tinker with stuff here, but I'm going to try to uh, follow a format now, kind of going forward here with the the pod. I'm going to try to incorporate some... um, you know some fun and new and and hopefully interesting segments throughout uh, throughout every episode of the of the podcast here. But um, going to start off every podcast. I'm going to try to at least. Uh, I say that because I always have these ideas, and usually, you know, I change them after a couple weeks or something like that, or just for whatever reason. Because I can never, you know, stay with one thing with one of one of my, one of my ideas I always got to tinker with it it seems like so um but i'm going to try to with every podcast you know start it off with some quick hitters you know a couple topics few topics quick uh little nuggets little thoughts on them get to our feature presentation which is like the main topic uh then maybe hit up one of our segments that's that i've got planned hopefully in the future and some fun stuff otherwise we'll end it uh you know with um with uh with a little wrap it up sort of thing so that's that's kind of the game plan here, right? That that's kind of the game plan with this uh, with this podcast. So, with that, let's just jump into it right away. Let's do some quick hitters here. So, quick hitters, couple topics, just you know, just a couple minutes worth of each topic, if that. Just some quick thoughts on it. NBA Finals, they're here. Warriors, Celtics. I'm picking the Warriors to win this in six. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a whole lot of damn interest in this in this uh in this series. It's nothing against the Warriors. It's nothing against the Celtics. I think it it potentially could be a a, a really good series. I think on the surface, uh at least on paper, it potentially could be a really good one. I think this is a uh kind of a legacy defining series for one Jason Tatum where he can really vault himself into one of the best players in the league. I think he already is, but I think if he gets an NBA championship attached to his name, he will get that uh, recognition. Uh, and for Steph Curry, I think if he comes away and wins another championship, we're talking about four championships for Steph Curry. I think the conversation, it's already kind of been out there, but he's kind of been out listed outside the top 10 for NBA players of all time. I think if he comes away with another championship, I think there's going to be more of that push and there's going to be more of that conversation about him being a top 10 player. So, Legacy defining in a couple different ways for a couple of these players. Steph Curry, where maybe he goes down or solidifies his stance as one of the best players of all time. And then Jason Tatum, you know, kind of solidifying himself as one of the best players in the entire league at this current moment right now. So I think it's going to be a good series. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'll be sucked in after game one, but I'm just like, okay, yeah, Celtics and Warriors, there's going to be a lot of transition threes and i'm not against you know the three-point shot i'm not i'm really not i sh- i shot up my fair share of three-pointers it's just 
the transition threes and and not setting up offenses like that. I don't know, a little more old school there. But I think it should be a good series. I'm just like, I'm not looking forward to all that transition three stuff, I guess, is my big thing. So, But I'm going to go Warriors in uh, in six right there. Golf World, Dustin Johnson, he's going to be playing in the Live uh, tournament. That's that Saudi Arabian tournament over there. So I don't know what the PJ Tour is going to do. I, I feel like the PJ Tour is going to do something to punish Dustin Johnson. Um, I think if Dustin Johnson can play, you know, maybe he gets banned from the PGA Championship. I don't know what the Masters or the U.S. Open or or the Open, the British Open, whether they'll you know like suspend him or or not allow him to go. I don't know what how that would all work out, but I just get this feeling like Dustin Johnson's cool with just making a boatload of cash, and if he can get away with just playing, you know, the major championships and a couple other things here and there, he's fine with that. You know, he's fine with that. He's not chasing the record for most majors he's not chasing you know the record for most wins or anything like that i feel like he's just a dude who's going to be satisfied collecting a bunch of coin collecting a bunch of money and then hopefully maybe collecting some hardware down the line maybe just kind of focusing on the majors if he's going to be allowed to play in them you know pga tour might say no to the pga championship we'll see about the u.s open and masters and the open and all that sort of stuff but this is i you know a big win for the live tour you know they get sergio garcia on there too but you know at first it sounded like they were going to get a bunch of more a bunch more bigger names on there that kind of quieted down that simmered down but then you know maybe it's like oh who are they going to get but i think that's a big win for them to get dustin johnson after all this said and done and all this you know phil mickelson stuff and and everything else going on so the fact that they were able to get dustin johnson for the first one is it's a good win for them but it'll be really interesting now to see the the pushback or or the reaction maybe from from the pga and 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 the rest of the tours out there maybe even some of the uh current players on tour too i don't know but we'll see uh how about this fantasy football story tommy fam got uh he slapped jock peterson over a fancy football dispute tommy fam calling mike trout the worst commissioner in all of sports i really want to know if anybody else like i've heard of you know great um you know like for like losers of fantasy football leagues have to do something you know i've heard some great ones like that but i've never heard of like so many issues or a big issue kind of you know i mean this is what this is this happened at the end of may and the fantasy football season ended in january so it was like building up to to this point (laughs) you know what i mean like it it was still festering it was still spewing and still boiling underneath the surface that you know it was such a frustration thing that it was it, it came out at the end of may I mean, I've never heard of, a, you know, personally, I'm sure there's been a lot, but I've never personally heard of any, like, stories like this or, or just, like, so much anger in, in, like, fancy football. I mean, I've seen people get upset and angry at that, but, like, coming to fists or slapping or anything like that, like, months afterwards. Uh, if anybody's got a cool one, hit me up with that. I'd love to hear it, but it's, this is such a crazy story. I think it's, like, the you know, so, so Tommy got suspended and, you know, yeah, obviously you don't want people punching or slapping anybody, but I almost feel like people are, are like enjoying this story because it's so freaking random. Like it's it's professional baseball players in a dispute about fantasy football, which makes it look like 
hey, they're kind of just like us. They're a little bit more normal. I play fantasy football. Hey, these guys play fantasy football. Hey, these guys are getting really upset at you know what's going on in their league. I get upset every single week. That's kind of they're kind of we're kind of the same. It's it's a, such a random story that that everybody is like intrigued with and kind of chuckling about. And it's like, is this for real? Yeah, it is for real. And I, everybody's going to be following this thing. Uh, and and congrats to these guys for um, giving the the fantasy football world a bunch of team name options when that season starts around the corner. You know what I mean? So, uh, last quick hit here going to the football world, the Washington Commanders. So they're trying to get a new stadium, right? They're they're trying to get financing. They're trying to build a new stadium, and where they currently play at FedEx Field is one of the biggest ones in terms of seating capacity in the entire NFL. But according to reports out there, they want to they want to downsize. They want to go down to fifty five thousand, which would make them the smallest stadium in the entire NFL. The smallest stadium in the entire NFL. Um, this is okay. So you know there there's a trend of like. For the longest time, there was a trend of like, hey, we got to build the biggest stadiums with the most seating capacity. And now maybe there's like a, a trend where we're going to see stadiums, new stadiums being built where they're going to lower that capacity because more people are staying at home or, you know, they got the streaming options. They're in their man caves watching the game instead of rather going over there. If, if, if this is going to be a case where people are less likely, now some instances it's not going to happen to Green Bay for a long time. I mean, you got season ticket waiting list for, for crying out loud, right? But maybe some other stadiums or maybe some potential future stadiums might be looking at this because they want to, um, you know, they're, they're, they're looking at the current landscape and like, hey, more people are staying at home. Might be cheaper for us to build a little bit of a smaller stadium and, and maximize, you know, maximize it that way. It could be. But it's going to be incumbent on on these teams in any sport now. You've got to figure out ways of improving the fan experience of why people should still come to games and, and watch games in person. You have to improve that. That's You have to do better at that. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. It's expensive to go to a game. Ticket prices are expensive. Concessions are expensive. Parking is expensive. So it's an expensive affair to go to a game compared to, hey, maybe staying in your sweet, you know, looking man cave with an 80-inch TV and, you know, got cold beverages and food already right there. So I get it. it it's really expensive. Uh, you know, I try to go to a game, maybe a couple games a year, but it's expensive. Teams have to look at this. And and maybe with a smaller stadium size, they can lower the cost on some of that stuff. I don't know. But if they want to improve fan experience and they want to get more fans still going to games, they have to take a hard look at fan experience. If you're going to be paying so much for all that other items, what else does the fan get? What else does the fan get besides being able to be at that game in person? You know, you got to add a little bit more now. That's that's the current thing. That's the current trend. What else is there? Because the prices are, I mean, if you haven't gone to a football game or you haven't gone to a ball game period, a professional one, yeah, you good. It not a lot of people are able to take a whole family to that thing. It's expensive. So interesting, considering it's the Washington Commanders coming out saying they might be building the smallest stadium in the league. Um, you know, maybe it'll look better that their stadium is a little bit more fuller. 
could this be a trend of teams you know in the future are going to be building new stadiums could they go a little bit smaller maybe but if the NFL doesn't want that or teams don't want that they've got to find ways to improve the fan experience they just have to so all right that's it for quick hitters we're going to take a quick break and then coming up next the feature presentation feature presentation so right before we started hitting record on this the Madden cover was announced out there case you didn't hear it well it's it's madden himself going to be on 23 uh now the cover out there says all madden uh 23 uh on there or the all madden uh edition on there i'm just, the way it's getting i know they're doing a reveal tomorrow and all that sort of stuff they say it's on june 2nd depending on when you're listening to this podcast but madden looks like he's going to be on the cover there so i just want to talk a little bit about uh the man i know we talked about madden when he passed away but the game itself here um kind of played a big role into uh, kind of what I do today, I think. And it's it's such an influential thing. But, hey, we'll get to that here coming up in a sec. So quick break. We'll, we'll be back with the feature presentation after these quick words. Hey, we're just taking a quick time out to remind you to follow me on the socials on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Remember, it's Casper with a K. And once in a while, I like to do a Q&A segment with you all. So I'm always looking for questions. Hit me up with a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with a question for an episode on the Man Cave Podcast. Sports, movies, hobbies, Bigfoot, it doesn't matter. Send those questions on over. So it was just announced that uh, the new Madden cover for Madden 23 is going to be the man himself, John Madden, who passed at the end of uh, this past year, 2021. And I mean, perfect, perfect cover. I mean, it's 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 a it's a remake of the original Madden cover where he's like busting through the paper and now he's got the black uh, black polo on and such. So it's like. A little bit more digitized, if you will, a little bit more modern, but perfect pick. I think everybody's, you know, thumbs up with with this selection there. But, you know, in terms of, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I used to play Madden on and off. I haven't played it in years now, um, a few years there. But, you know, as a kid, and and I never really got the new ones as a kid because they were so expensive. So I'd always go, like, to the used game store and I'd pick up, you know, whatever the latest copy was over there or something like that. But even when it came to, to like video games, one, I was more into the sports ones. But two, I was more into the the trading aspect and, and you know, trading players, drafting players, uh, free agent signings and, and all that sort of stuff. And to see how it has changed throughout the years, like I remember – you know, you could create whatever super team that you wanted for crying out loud. I mean, you could trade for whoever you wanted. You could sign whoever you wanted. You could release. I mean, you could manipulate the rosters to whatever you wanted it to be like. And I always wanted as a kid, I'm like, I wish it was a little bit tougher. You know, like I want I want teams, I want the computer to reject trades or something like that. And they, as the game developed, they started to do that. They started to like – no, that's not really a fair trade. Or like if you were signing a free agent, you had to negotiate the contract and, and fit it under a salary cap and, and that sort of thing. And that's – I loved doing that. Like I would just like sim seasons, simulate the seasons. You know, maybe I'd play a game here or two of, of the regular season or, or or whatever. But I just loved building teams 
and, and drafting and, and contract signing. And I know I've mentioned before, like, I, I remember as a kid, I wanted to be a general manager of a sports team. You know, everybody else wanted to be, like, you know, a pro baseball player or something like that. I wanted to be the general manager. And I think a lot of it had to do with games like, like Madden, where it was my first introduction to, like, building teams. It was my first introduction to, like, how, how do you construct a team? How do you, you know, make trades and can this fit with under the salary cap here is this you know giving up too much for this player is it worth that drafting and I, and that developed into like you know the early stages of fantasy leagues for me for fantasy football you know i played fantasy football baseball basketball all that sort of stuff um you know i and and my first ones were yahoo right my first ones were yahoo and you know i would go on there and all I cared about was checking the waiver wire, was was drafting players, was, you know, making some trades. Yeah, you hoped uh, you would win because, you know, if you simulated those games, whether it was like on PlayStation or Xbox or, or in fantasy football, if you won all those games, it was because you were the one who created those. And that's what that's what piqued my interest so much. And, and maybe I think that's what's developed into, like, you know, how many years later where I'm on, on I'm on radio talking sports for for a living, and I just love analyzing. I love analyzing. You know, I I'm not you know I I don't care about it. You know, everybody's got a sports opinion and that sort of thing. Nobody's right or wrong when it comes to sports, in my opinion. If you have a thought, you have a thought. You know, if you got an opinion, you got an opinion. But I just love analyzing. I love the draft. I love the NFL draft. I love analyzing free agent moves or. Or, you know, kind of giving my opinion of what a team should do, whether it's a draft or a free agent signing or a trade, or analyzing why they do this, why they do that. They probably did it because of this, you know, second guessing, armchair quarterbacking, that sort of stuff. I love that part. I love that part of my job. And um, I just think that a part of that or a big reason for that or why that came to be was because of games like like Madden. I really believe that. Like I that when I go back to my childhood, when I go back to, you know, younger Dan and 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 that sort of stuff and and I think about why did I get so, you know, interested in in like team constructions and or like free agencies and drafts and trades and all that. And it goes back to the early games of Madden. That's where it started. And, you know, as the game developed, got a little bit harder to make those teams or really made you think I loved it even more I loved it even more now I'll tell you right now I don't want to be a general manager of a pro team anymore I don't want to do that but I, I, I'm content of playing like a radio type of general manager or a uh, or a podcast general manager that's not a bad nickname but you know I, I I'm content with that and I think a lot of that has to do with the Madden game and you know what I was reading a little bit too that this might be the last time that this game is like in, in a uh, a hard copy form which is hard to believe because everything's going digital right everything's going digital so you know this might be a time where you hey if you can buy a couple copies and maybe save one in the wrapper it might be worth a few extra bucks down the road there too but that's just kind of weird to think about that too when you go back to I mean I remember playing I think I still have the original Madden on uh, on Sega I might have to double-check the man cave if I still have that. My favorite one was Madden 95 on Game Boy. I remember buying that that day. My grandma bought it for me that day. I think it was like at Shopco. You know, and then just the, you know, how the players played and then developing on and, you know, Madden 03 soundtrack and, 
and all that sort of stuff. But this, you know, a lot of people when they see, you know, maybe who have never played it or don't know a whole lot about it, it's like, oh, it's just a video game and that sort of thing. But I think for a lot of people, maybe similar in, in, into my situation or in my shoes, it was a little bit more. It it made us understand the game a little bit more. You know, it, it made us understand big thing for me was was formations. You know, nickel defenses. I think that's the first time I, you know, understood what a nickel defense was. Um, you know, pro set, eye formation, you know, those things. Madden allowed you, you know, you had Techno Bowl and you had your four plays to choose from, right? Madden, you had the playbook to choose from, guys. You had a playbook to choose from. Single back, goal line, you know, trips. You kind of go through the playbook. You're like, oh, that's what that means. Okay. Oh, that's what that does. Okay, defense. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna bring the all out blitz here, but you're gonna leave that guy wide open, and boom, you get burned. It allowed you, to, you know, not only with your front office, you know, type of moves, and allowed you to play a little general manager. It it made you kind of be like a coach as the game advanced too, strategy that sort of thing. So, it it it's a game. It's a video game, and I'll be honest, I haven't played it. In a while, in a long time, I might do it this year just because of Madden on the cover. I think they sucked me in because of who's on the cover right now. But it has it it led to a lot. I think of for one, people understanding the game of football more, um, and and just kind of like really developing their knowledge of the game and and maybe developing that passion too, like it did for me. So I love it. I think it's a great move put him, putting uh, the GOAT on there, John Madden. I still think they need to rename the All-Pro teams to, uh, to, to, to All-Madden teams in the NFL. They need to do that. They got to do that. So, All right, that's it uh, for the uh, feature presentation. We're going to take a quick break and then wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up here after these quick words. Hey, this is NFL insider Mike Silver, and you are in luck because you're listening to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. The Green Bay Packers are never boring. Neither is this podcast. Enjoy. Quick wrap-up here for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. So we are past Memorial Day, and a lot of baseball people, a lot of baseball fans, use Memorial Day as like a benchmark. You know, they, they use it as a benchmark to like when the beginning of the season is like, hey, let's see how this team looks around Memorial Day. They maybe we'll get a good gauge of of what this team is like or who they're going to be like. And, you know, you look at it, you've got some of the usual suspects. You've got the Yankees up there. You've got the Dodgers up there. The Mets, who exploded with a lot of money this offseason, they're up there. Padres up there, too. Then you got uh, then you got the Brewers. you got the Brewers back up there again. Now, if you would have asked a lot of Brewers fans, you know, on June 1st or on Memorial Day that they would be leading the league in strikeouts from their pitchers, so strikeouts K's, like oh, okay yeah we got you got Corbin Burns reigning Cy Young you got Brandon Woodruff Freddie Peralta Josh Hader you yeah, might have been able to believe that I would have bought that but if you just said they would have been leading the league in home runs mm, get off to your rocker and you know what what are you smoking right there that and that's the case right now as of this recording the Brewers are one their pitchers are leading the entire majors in strikeouts and their team is leading the entire majors in home runs they are like they are the definition of kind of living by the long ball right now. I mean, and you look at it, they've only got one guy with double-digit home runs, and that's Rowdy Tellez, whereas like the Yankees and, and the Angels, the other team up there with home runs, they've got multiple players with double-digit home runs, but it's a little bit more spread out from the Brewers. So it's fairly obvious that the Brewers are relying on the long ball. You break it down, 
you know, in terms of, you know, they're up there in walks too, taking the walks there. But, you know, doubles, triples, they're down there on that list. So the question is, is like a couple, a couple questions. One we were talking about on the radio program is like, do, are, are we taking the Brewers for granted? Like, I mean, the last few years, I'm a Brewers fan, so like the last few years, we've made the playoffs every single year, and that's never happened. Brewers sucked when I was when I was a kid growing up. They sucked in the 90s. They sucked in the early 2000s. And, you know, when they got to the playoffs in 2008, I was like, hey, all right, this is something new. This is something awesome. 2011 was like our one shot to get it. Didn't happen. But now it's just been a consistent trend of getting into the postseason. And now are we kind of taking it for granted because you've got this team that's up there, you know, one of the best in the majors and maybe not getting talked about enough or loved loved enough out there. And I think it's I think maybe we are taking him for granted a little bit, not completely, but I think that's a good thing because it's like, all right, we know this team's good, but we want championships. So those expectations, those goals change a little bit there too. And the flip side, the other question to this, can this pedigree win? The pitching of the Brewers? Yes, it absolutely can win. It can get you to a World Series. But the question will still remain whether that offense can do it for him. Can they live by the long ball. What happens if the long ball's not working? What happen what happens if it goes quiet a little bit? Will the Brewers offense be in trouble like they were last year? Remember that series against the Braves? It was a struggle to score some runs. We don't want to see that again if you're a Brewers fan. Brewers don't want to see that again. So if there is one weakness, if there is one area that the Brewers definitely have to maybe get more consistent at, getting consistently on base. Maybe playing a little bit more small ball. But hey, they're up there right now. They're winning ball games. You can say, well, look at who they played and all that. Look at who the Dodgers have played for crying out loud, too, all right? Brewers are taking care of their business. They're winning games. They're winning series like they should be against teams that they should be, all right? It's going to be a good month of June for baseball. they got the Padres coming up, another set with the Cardinals. you got uh, Tampa Bay on there, Toronto on there, the Mets, too. So it'll be a big month of June. But right now, you can't deny with the numbers, and you can't deny with the wins and losses, which is the only thing that matters. The Brewers are one of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball. And they're surprising some people, and maybe we should... We're not surprised by the pitching, but maybe surprised a little bit with the long ball, right? But can that continue? I think it can. I think the Brewers can still win with this type of baseball. It's because they have that pitching to back it up. They have that pitch in the back it up to kind of pick them up if there's a couple of, uh, you know, maybe a stretch or a couple of games there where the offense is eh, a little lackluster. They've got that dominant pitching. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. We'll get another one dropped later this week. Appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll chat with you next time. Hey everyone, Dan again. Before I let you go, I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. If you could do me a favor though and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and give it a five-star rating, that would be awesome. Don't worry, it's free to subscribe. And make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dan Casper. Remember, that's Casper with a K. And liking the page at Facebook at facebook.com slash Casper Sports. See you next time in the Man Cave.